0: Can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning. How are we this morning? Good? Awesome. I'm glad everybody made it here. I guess everybody made it here safely. That's good. I don't know about y'all, but was not expecting the 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 white snow outside. I walked I walked out. It was definitely cold. It feels like one degree. Why do we live in a place where it feels like one degree? And last week it was 85. I don't understand. But that's Texas for you, I feel like, all the time, so I'm glad that we've got some of that here. Um, I'm glad that you guys are joining us today and that you guys braved uh, the, the white, the whiteness out there, so I'm glad you guys are here with us today. Um, my name's Brandon Dodd. I'm the youth minister here, so uh, you guys have got me today. Woo! It'll be a good time. Um, we're glad that you guys are here with us. Uh, if you would, we've got our bulletins and everything in the seats that are next to you, along with some, uh, what is that, to-go communion cups, basically, uh, those things are with you guys uh, today, and so today uh, we're going to be praying, we're going to be walking through scripture, we're, go- we're going to take communion today, and we're going to celebrate the life and the death and ultimately the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we're going to celebrate that today with with singing and with all kinds of things. And if you're here with us online today, man, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, I know it's cold out there, so there's a little bit of me that's envious to be in your spot in the couch with the with the coffee and the hot cocoa. Uh, but we've got some of that here too, which I'm thankful for. Uh, if you'll look at your bulletins, there's lots of good things that we can see uh, here today. And uh, there's QR codes for if you're new here or if you're uh, wanting to place membership or want to get some more information, there's some QR codes that if you just use your your cell phone, your cell phone's camera, and just kind of hover that above it. It'll give you a link to be able to see those things. Uh, and it'll take you to our website, take you to different places where you can get all the different kind of information about our ministries, the things we have going on here at Flagstone, and to see what's what's going on here in the next a little bit too. So, by the way, welcome to 2022. We made it through 2021 somehow, and here we are. We're here in 2022. Uh, and I'll let you know, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the bulletin myself too, but there might be some information about the The read scripture uh, stuff that we did. If you were with us in 2021, we decided as a church to read through the Bible in 2021, all the way from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And just this past week, we accomplished that goal. Many of us accomplished that goal of reading that, and some of us have fallen behind and we're catching up. Some of us read Genesis. Some of us read a couple of chapters, and then we. It's good. we read, We read our goal of to read more of the Bible. If you read more of the Bible than you thought that you did or than you did the year before, congratulations. That's awesome. So we're continuing to do that, and we've got a Facebook group and everything that we use to keep each other accountable as well. So there should be some more information about that. Um, guys, I'm super, super thankful to be here with you guys today. I'm grateful that you guys braved the weather to come and enjoy worship with us. Uh, and that's exactly what we're going to do. I want us to take a moment to just kind of take a deep, a deep breath and to think, man, here we are. We're starting afresh. We're starting new. We have the opportunity to leave the old behind, to leave whatever we want to leave in 2021, to leave those things there and start here in 2022 with with new and fresh eyes and a new vigor for us to move and press forward towards uh, many of our goals, but move and press forward towards our savior and we can get closer to him and that's what we're doing today is we're taking a deep breath leaving the things behind and pursuing our savior and that's what we're going to do today Uh, let's pray and then we will enjoy worship and praising our god father thank you so much for uh, being here with us today god i pray that each of us can take a deep breath that we can leave what we need to leave behind—leave ourselves, leave our sins, leave whatever it is—behind today, and that we can meet you here in this place, whether that's online or here in this room. God, we're grateful uh, that you meet us where we're at, and we're grateful that you that you love us and that you sent your Son to die for us. So, God, lead us into a place of worship. Lead us into a place where we can look at you and adore you. Thank you for everything that you do for us. And it's in your name you pray. Amen. Let's stand in worship. This is a season for a
1: new
2: anointing, this is the season for a fresh
1: outpouring,
2: that the sons and daughters of the King of glory may arise and
1: shine,
2: that the sons and daughters of the
1: King of glory may arise and shine as we declare. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, I will
2: and I wanted to go back in. But now I'm glad I'm here today. <clears throat> Let us adore the
1: ever.
3: come to the point in our worship time that we remember the sacrifice that was made on our behalf, I want us to think a little bit about what that means. So when God created us, he, he, he created us as creatures of choice. He gave us options. He gave us the ability to make choices for ourselves. If you look at the Garden of Eden, when he created that, right in the middle of it, he put the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he told Adam, don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because once you do, you'll die. But we just couldn't help ourselves, could we? We want to be like God. We want to know everything we have to know everything and quite frankly that's just not in the cards for us we make choices on a daily basis that separate us from God the Israelites did it Adam and Eve certainly did it but we do it too and God knew that from the beginning so he created a plan a single sacrifice that took care of everything so that when God looks at us he sees Jesus so we take this time to sit and remember and take of this bread and this cup To help us understand and to help us to remember the sacrifice that was made on our behalf. And I'm going to read from Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. As we focus on this time and as we take of this bread that represents his body and we drink of the cup that represents his blood, Reflect on the choices that you make on a daily basis that separate you from God. I make bad ones every day, and I'm sure everybody else does too. But I'm thankful that God loved us so much that he sacrificed his own son so that we have the hope of eternal life with him. Will you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, we come before you this morning thanking you for this time to remember your son and the sacrifice that you both made. Thank you for loving us that much. And as we take this bread and as we take this cup, help us to focus our thoughts on the cross. Help us to focus On our choices. We pray that you help us to shine our light for you and that the example that we set for those around us reflect you. Lord, thank you so much for loving us, and it's his name we pray. Amen.
2: Let's stand for the song before the sermon. The splendor of a
1: king. Close. It trembles at his voice.
0: silence i'm not gonna make you do it again though we're all tired it's fine man well thank you guys so much for being here uh, with us today and like i said if you are here with us online thank you for joining with us uh, it's nice and warm in here um, but you know flagstone for some reason we just keep pushing the air conditioner down so can we not can we not do that is that okay? let's yeah let's let's stay nice and warm today um, my name is uh brandon dodd i'm the youth minister here um, and I'm grateful to be with you guys today. I hope you guys are excited to be here this morning as well. I've enjoyed worshiping with you. Um, and man, these past two songs, that was just, it, it, it brought me there. It, it's, it's good to be with you guys today. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be with you guys today. Uh, welcome to 2022. Here we are. Uh, just a few days ago, what feels like not very long ago, I brought in the new year with some teenagers. Uh, we had a New Year's Eve lockout, so 7 p.m. on December 31st to uh, 7 a.m. on January 1st. Bowling, skating, go karts, dodgeball—all the good things. Uh, I'm drinking a lot of coffee this morning. I'm drinking a lot of coffee this morning. Um, so if I'm a little jittery, that's that's why. Low low on sleep, and I've got two kids at the same time too. We're figuring it out. So I'm a little wobbly today, but that's all right. Um, we are moving into 2022 expectantly, right? Many of us, I hope many of us here are ready to tackle what's coming in 2022. Uh, And I, you know, we've gotten to the habit before 2020 of saying, man, this is it. This is our year. This is our time for us to just, you know, we're gonna go and rush into this year and conquer. I'm ready for it. And maybe we feel a little bit of that, but if you're like me, it's like, well, I'm not gonna set my expectations very high, at least at the very beginning, because I just don't know what's going to happen in 2022. But I'm hoping that many of us are coming into 2022 expectantly. Many of us may have New Year's resolutions or at least goals or habits that we're we're excited to pursue, Uh, and those goals can span the gambit of our lives. Maybe they're spiritual goals. I want to I want to pray a little bit more. I want to read the Bible a little bit more. I want I want to spend more time with with mentors in the faith that can lead me into a good a better place in 2022. Maybe it's physical goals. Uh, it's the it's the second today, so today marks two days at the gym or on the bike or on the tread, whatever it may be. Um, so I hope that you've accomplished those goals so far. Or maybe it's just eating better, or giving up a bad habit, or uh, something like that physically. Maybe it's relationally. I want, I want my relationships to grow better. I want to invest more in my friendships, invest more in my spouse. I'm going, to, I'm going to date my spouse again in 2022. Or maybe it's intellectually. I want to read more books. I want to dive into subjects that I, wasn't, that I, that I didn't have all of the information before. I want to take up new hobbies and learn new things. So I don't know what that may be for you guys, but this is a moment for each of us to say, I'm just going to try a little bit harder. I'm going to step a little bit into something else and, and better myself. Or, well, I'll just put all that stuff off just for a little bit longer, and then maybe, maybe I can push forward a little bit in not too long, maybe in a week or something like that. But um, New Year's resolutions not just about setting habits, but making those things happen. Right, Uh, a goal a goal is a goal if you have a plan to make it happen. But as the saying goes, a goal is just a wish without a plan, and that's our goal here. Now I want to offer a disclaimer before we get into all of our good stuff today. Um, Me being up here today wasn't in the plan until yesterday, and that's just sometimes it's the way that this world is running right now, and that's just the way that church works sometimes. Um, so I'm a last-minute pinch hitter today, um, so hope that we can have some, some grace as we're moving into some of these things. Please have some grace. Um, but today, what, what Marshall was planning on preaching on is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that to him, and we're still in, in this new subject of reset, but I am grabbing a class in a series that I did in the fall of 2021, and I just kind of put some... Um, Sermony notes on all of that, and so here it is. So some grace would be awesome uh, as we're moving forward to this. Um, but today we're talking about how we can become creatures of habit. How we can become a creature of habit. Now it says reset on there, so it's gonna be it's gonna be all kind of in the same theme of New Year's resolution, where we're we're resetting ourselves, and we're we're we're. Letting ourselves go and giving ourselves grace from the past and moving forward where we're setting ourselves into something in the future. And so today, what we're talking about is how we can become creatures of habit. So how can we form good God-honoring habits and break the cycle of negative ones? So I've got to ask, just, just from a show of hands really quick, how many of us have already made New Year's Eve resolutions or plan to in the future? There's six. Five. Five. It's we're going down six of us. Cool. Now, I don't know if some of us are like, yeah, I'm going to wait like a week or something like that and just really figure it out. Truthfully, in my mind, I haven't made any yet because I haven't had a chance to think about it. This is, this is some crazy time. I haven't had a chance to think about it. So maybe, maybe we're making some New Year's resolutions in the future. Maybe not. And that's okay. I've come to find every time that I ask the teenagers, it's about the same percentage of what we just saw here. There's some, and, I, and there's reasons why we don't make them. Why would I make them when I know that I'm just gonna completely break them in six days, like seven days? Uh, why would I make those things? Uh, well, like I don't really have to set like a, like a huge goal. I'll just do some small little ones on the way. We're gonna talk about that here in just a second. Whether you've made a formal goal or not, many of us have a desire to form new healthy habits and cut out the negative ones. And we might do that throughout the year, not just on New Year's, right? But maybe it's, uh, I need to work out a little bit more, go walk in a little bit more. Um, and some of, some of our habits just happen, right, negative or positive. Maybe we've got good manners. Uh, maybe we are working on our Bible reading. Many of us did read the Bible through or just read big chunks of Scripture, which is super, super cool in 2021. Or maybe our habit, habits are a little bit more negative, like biting our nails uh, or not texting back. That's one of my bad habits. And some of my best friends that are sitting here can attest, Brandon, why don't you text back? it's just a bad habit. I just don't. Or maybe it's eating junk food or stress eating or just sitting there and just not exactly treating your body like a temple, and that's fine uh, too. For those of you that have made resolutions, I have some really good encouragement, okay? 92% of the people that make New Year's resolutions quit by Valentine's Day. So if you need any more encouragement to be able to continue on with those, there it is. 92% quit their resolution by valentine's day and it's an even smaller percentage that are actually saying yes i want to pursue a new habit or pursue something new in 2022 92 right why is that true and i asked my teenagers whenever i went through this series i was like if you've got bad habits in your life why don't you just quit if you've got bad habits why don't you just quit and as we all know it's not that simple it's not that easy, right? These bad habits, both good and bad habits, habits in general, are hardwired into our brain. James Clear, who is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Atomic Habits, I think there's a, many of us here that have probably at least heard of it, um, but it's, it's about habits. And actually, a lot of the content that I'm going to be talking through today is spiritually, spiritually linked to a lot of concepts in his book. Um, so if you, if you hear something here like, oh, that's, that's interesting, know that James Clear is probably the guy that's coming behind these things. But James Clear, author of that book, said this, that 40% of what you do every single day is not about conscious decisions, but of regularly formed habits. So 40% of our entire day is not consciously decision making decisions for what you're about to do, but it's just because we are creatures of habit. So think about your normal day your morning routine, the coffee, taking the kids to school, coming to work, the breaks, going to lunch, coming back, driving to go get the kids, you got Bible study, dinner, all that stuff. 40% of your day is not consciously making decisions. It's just happening because we are creatures of habit. Now, that is why we are having trouble quitting habits and have trouble starting habits. That's why we have trouble quitting habits and starting habits. Paul understood this well in his own struggle with sin in his own life. Let's turn to Romans chapter 7. We're going to be in a lot of different scripture today, so we're going to have as many of those possible up on the, the screen and up on your screens as well. In Romans chapter 7, in verse 15, Paul says this. He's talking about the sin in his own life, and he says, I really don't understand myself because I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I really don't understand myself. And I love this because this is from the New Living Translation. He says, I don't, I don't understand why I'm the way that I am. Because the things that I do want to do, I do want to set good habits. And I do want to do these things. The, those very things that I want to do, I do the opposite of those things. And I walk in the other direction. He says, instead, I do what I hate. Scooching forward to, verses, the, to verse 19 and then 22 to 23. He says, now, now here's the deal. I want to do what's good. We all have good intentions. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. Verse 22, I love God's law with my whole heart. I love God's law. I want to follow God, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind, and this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still in me. So what he says is this. "I, I want to do things, and I'm setting myself up for success in the future, but I have no ability to make it stick. And not only that, I keep doing the opposite of the things that I really want to do, right? Many of us, if we say, I want to eat better in 2022, within the next week or so, all of a sudden you're going to wake up from some just kind of like coma, and then there you are in the McDonald's drive through and they're like, how many nuggets do you want? And you're like, I'm not supposed to be here. In your mind and they're like how many nuggets and you're like 30 and then you just keep going and you pay for it and you're good to go and you're sitting there and you're like i should not be i should not be i made a and you're just like and then you go right back around to go get the coffee and there we are it's like i why am i doing this i made a goal i'm 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 gonna be better i'm gonna do things that are different and yet i find myself In places, set myself up in places where I'm going to fail. And that's exactly what Paul says. But then, and this is the part where many of us can connect even more so, then Paul connects his failures to his identity. Verse 24, he says this Oh, what a miserable person that I am. Some of our versions say, wretched. What a word. Oh, what a miserable person that I am. Who's going to free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? For some of us, it's January 2nd, and we have already slacked on our resolutions. We do this? What? We say, I made a goal, but I missed it. I'm a failure. I'm fat. I'm weak. I'm disgusting, and I'm broken. Why do we do that? It's because Satan is whispering into our hearts, Man, you can try, but you will never succeed. You want to be good, but you know you're not. You want to break these things, and you can go for a couple of days, but just wait. I'll have it in the end. And it's these whispers over and over and over in our hearts, and we're trying to run from those things. And Paul, the guy that knows all these things, he's this paramount guy in the faith, right? He's battling these same things. So what are we going to do with all of this? Paul says, who can free me from being a creature of my bad habits? In verse 25, he answers this and he says, man, thank God that the answer is Jesus Christ our Lord because in him, we are a new creation and we're we're transformed by the renewing of our mind and we really can go out and live this godly life that God has set before us. So what we really need is a starting point. Where do we even begin? And man, if January 1 and January 2 is not the best starting line, I don't know what is. let's put stuff in the past and move forward into the future on this new starting point oh I can't believe I'm gonna tell you this story but here we go uh, my junior year of, of high school I went into Gold's gym and if you don't know what Gold's gym is I think it's more of a southern thing it's a bodybuilding gym I didn't know this in the beginning uh, going to a bodybuilding gym and I sat down with an instructor and I was like okay here's my goals I want to gain 15, not a ton, 15 pounds of muscle in a year. It sounds pretty, pretty doable, right? 15 pounds of muscle. And he asked me a whole bunch of questions and he gave me this plan and he was like, I want you to continue to do the things you're doing. And I'm an active runner and I didn't lift very much, but I lifted a little bit. And he was like, I want you in here every day and on top of what you normally eat, he gave me these amount of calories that you need to eat. You need to eat seven peanut butter sandwiches on top of all of that. And you need to be here every day. And as a high school student, I said, oh, I can absolutely do that. There is absolutely no way, idiot. But uh, as you can tell, it worked. Um, um, but my, as I'm looking at that, why are you guys laughing? That's so sad, man. That's so sad. I did it for a week and realized that there is no, not, not only is that not possible for me, but the goal that I set was too lofty. It was, it was too big. And, and, and take this with a grain of salt because the progression to accomplish that goal is a slow and steady incline. And you're not going to see the results in a week. You're not going to see the results in a month. And if you don't have a plan of action to be able to actually make that happen, most of the time it's not actually going to happen. And so uh, this is what I kind of want us to to. As we're figuring out our starting lines, many of us think that a bunch of really small, good decisions don't make a difference. Many of us think that a bunch of small, good decisions don't make a difference. Uh, We're going to start on this U Version Bible Plan. I may not make a plan to read the Bible in a full year, but I can do a five day Bible study. I can do a three day Bible study. But you do the U Version Bible Plan for a week, two weeks and you feel no closer to God after those 2 weeks than you did at the beginning maybe you're putting more time and effort into those meetings to try and to try and get ahead and and impress the boss and yet you still get criticized after the fact you diet for 3 weeks and you lose 3 pounds and then we ask the question why do i even try why am i even making these goals if i don't see results, right? And it's the same thing with a bunch of bad decisions as well, right? We don't think a bunch of small bad decisions make a difference either. Uh, I can skip church and I don't fall off the rails completely spiritually, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, or I'll play video games until 3 a.m. and I can still get an 80 on my test. Solid. That's pretty good. Or I can start dabbling in porn just a little bit, right? Because nobody gets hurt, Okay, and we miss the point because our lives are the sum of all of our small decisions, right? Our lives are the sum of all of our small decisions. You rarely wreck your life in a day. It's a compromise here. It's a it's a fudge here. It's a, a small step in a different direction over here. And then we see people who make the same goals as us, and they are absolutely crushing those goals. And we just think, what the heck? How did they get there? But it's because your small good decisions add up. Do we have any hot beverage drinkers in the house? Any hot beverage drinkers in the house? I am all about uh, coffee, and I think that's just I'm all about it. Too much. Um, Coffee, hot tea. Last night I drank coffee and tea because I'm up, like preparing, preparing for all of this pinch hitting and stuff. I'm like, I'm just going for I don't know how many how many cups of coffee I've had in the past 24 hours. But if you're like, man, this kid is talking way too fast. He's a little bit jittery. We can make some assumptions. That's fine. Um, but the hot beverages and your boiling water and stuff like that. What do you what do you have? What do you have when when water is 211 degrees? Well, you have really, really hot water, right? But what do you have whenever you have water that's 212 degrees? You've got boiling water. And there's a degree of difference, but a, a very big, it's, it's, it's completely different. This is a rolling boil. And it takes one degree, small degree at a time to get there. It goes from whatever, you know, whatever uh, the water is coming out of the fridge all the way up to boiling point, one small degree at a time, slowly storing up energy until you get to the tipping point, and now you've got boiling water. Galatians 6.9 says this, let's, let's not get tired of doing what's good, because that's, for many of us, it's like, why work out? Why read my Bible? Why, why spend time uh, in, in prayer, and why spend time with these spiritual disciplines why and he says let's not get tired of doing what's good because at the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up the small good decisions that you make in your life make a huge positive difference and the small bad decisions that you make in your life make a huge negative difference so we need to choose one habit you pray one day and then another day and then you add in bible reading and then more every day making a small decision and then eventually you look back at your life and you say I am a disciplined person spiritually I am closer to God than I've ever been because I'm taking small steps forward I feel connected to my father in heaven because of the small prayers that I made every day it's these small steps in a certain direction but not only do our small habits make a difference." Our small habits always bring us somewhere, either positively or negatively. Have any of you guys ever heard of the, the latte dilemma? The latte dilemma? Uh, I shared this with my teenagers, and they were just floored. And I hope that you're floored, too. The latte dilemma is this. If, so let's say you're 15 years old. So let's say you're 15 years old. If, I remember my father talking to me about this and being like, Dad, come on. If you're 15 years old, okay, On your 15th birthday, you make a decision. I'm going to put away $5 every day until I turn 40. I'm going to put away $5 every way until I turn 40. You put it in the bank with interest. An average amount by the time you're 40, $500,000, half a million dollars. That's just $5. That's nothing. $5 a day is nothing. But in the bank, over time, with interest, half a million dollars. Ooh. Teenagers, you hear me? $5 a day, okay? Or, and that's moving in a positive direction, or let's say that you want to choose a latte instead. You go and every single day starting at 15, you buy a five, that's nothing, $5 drink from Starbucks or wherever it may be. If you do the same thing, putting $5 into lattes from whenever you're 15 all the way to 40, you could uh, end up spending $73,000 by 40 and you have nothing to show for it except for a caffeine addiction. Spiritually, this is the case for us too, right? We're either making small, that's nothing, $5 is nothing, but over time, it's huge, it's everything. Spiritually, it's the same way our small bad habits can slowly lead us out to sea away from Christ Or our small good habits can lead us one step at a time closer to Christ. So let's start with the first. Small habits that can lead us away from Jesus. Small habits that can lead us away from Jesus. I think I find it interesting that nobody ever makes negative New Year's resolutions. Right? I cannot wait to skip workouts. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to spend 10 hours a day on my phone. Which, by the way, there's ways to check your phone to see exactly how much screen time that you have daily, and it's pretty discouraging, but I would invite you to go and look at it so you can really see, man, this is how much time that I'm putting looking into a screen. I'm going to spend 10 hours a day doing that. Or I'm going to ingest unhealthy amounts of barbecue after watching the hogs go 9, nine and 4 in the season, Right? And we think, man, how did we get here? How did we get there? Well, the Bible offers up a couple of case studies about this trend, this slow descent into bad habits, with Samson, in my mind, leading the way. Judges chapter 16, of verse 1, is super simple. We, we, many of us know who Samson is. We know he's strong, he had long hair, and whenever he cuts it, his his strength abandons him but God is with him nonetheless and he's a flawed and broken man but God uses him for the salvation of his people at the same time. Right before we really get into the meat of the story of Samson, there's this verse right here in Judges chapter 16 verse 1 and if you read over it, it really means nothing but we're going to stand here for just a second. One day Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza from his hometown of Zorah and spent the night with a prostitute. Happy New Year, here we go. One day, Samson went with the Philistine, to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. Here's this man that is born with incredible potential. Incredible potential. I invite you to go and read the flawed and broken story of Samson. He's born with incredible potential, but his life is ruined by small decisions. So his hometown is in Zorah, and so he travels from Zorah all the way to Gaza. And I know you guys are just floored by this geography here. It's 25 miles from Zora to Gaza, okay? And for him to go to Gaza is, oh, what's an appropriate example? Mm, I won't use that one. He's the public enemy number one in Gaza. He's the public enemy number one in Gaza, okay? And so that's him showing up to a place where he's most likely going to be killed, flogged, and and crucified, something like that. He's publicly enemy, enemy number one because he's so ruthless at killing all of these people right so he goes and we're to a place where he's publicly public enemy number one and why is he why is he there again a prostitute what what is he what is he doing who does that but people do that every day we do that every day now remember how he got there uh you know he's not he's not ubering all the way there or just taking a short flight from x to z or something like that he's just he's he's walking right He's on a donkey or he's walking or something like that. Now, (laughs) I know many of us may already have or have just recently received some kind of ability to have a a step counter, right? Maybe it's an Apple Watch or Fitbit or whatever it is. Uh, It's something you've got, an ability to count steps. And that's pretty cool because you can say, oh, you know, I need to get to this average of 10,000 a day and just kind of up it and get my, you know, close all my activity rings, whatever that may be. I was just kind of looking, man, how many steps would it be and Craig Rochelle really uh, hit home with this example, and that's where I'm kind of drawing this from. By how many steps is 25 miles? There are, could be approximately 56,250 steps between Zora and Gaza. 56,250 steps towards a prostitute. Every step is an opportunity for this man to turn around. Every step is an opportunity for this man to turn around. Every step that he has is a decision. He's taking a step towards his own destruction. And every step is an opportunity for him to say, man, you know what? This is not a good decision. This is an opportunity for, I don't need to do this. You know what? I'm going into enemy territory. And for what? Come on, what, what am I doing? I'm better than this. And he's taking steps and he just takes 56,000 steps in the wrong direction. Direction and it leads to his ultimate destruction because there, after meeting and sleeping with the prostitute, he meets this nice little lady named Delilah. C.A.S. Lewis said this about the road to hell. He said, the safest road to hell is a gradual one with a gentle slope that's soft underfoot without sudden turnings, without milestones, and without signposts. That's the safest road to hell. Small insignificant decisions that lead us down a negative path so what can we learn from this guy and make the changes that we need to to make well number one we need to choose one bad habit to break choose one bad habit to break and these bad habits uh you know what's the definition of a bad habit it's something that's unhelpful something that's ungodly and something that's unhealthy and we need to get rid of rid of them But only choose one. If we're gonna gonna start, let's only choose one, okay? Because if you you say, I'm gonna completely change my life around and do all of these things, most likely you're not going to do any of them. Let's start with one, right? I need to change my bad attitude. I need to stop complaining. I need to tame this gossiping tongue. I need to control my eating. Stop eating nasty stuff. I need to control my social media uh, consumption. Maybe it's binging Netflix or watching porn or my phone, the sensational need for, uh, where is it? I got, I got, Oh, here's my phone. I've got it right next to me all the time and I just have to have my phone. Maybe it's substances. It can be sugar. It can be nicotine. or Maybe it's screen time. You can tell you have a bad habit if you have trusted friends, most likely more than one if you have trusted friends that are saying, hey, have you, have you thought about this? Did you realize that this is happening. If you have one or more trusted friends that are saying that, let's give, a, give an ear to those people. Oh, maybe, maybe there's something that I do need to change. Maybe there's something I need to figure out. James chapter one, verses 21 says this. We need to get rid of all the filth and the evil in your lives. Let's start with one. Get rid of all the filth and the evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that God has planted in your hearts for it has power to save your souls. He says get rid of it And we'll get to the second part in just a little bit. Number two, we need to make a plan. And this might seem simple, but it's a little bit more complex than we think. Many times we can run into our lives without a plan. And I don't criticize any of us for not having New Year's resolutions and stuff. Like I said, I don't have one right now either. But many of us go into into this season and think, I just want to be more spiritual. I want to get closer to God. Uh, I want to be more disciplined. Um, I want to I take back my, my eating and my health. I want to take back those things. But a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? How are we going to accomplish these things? We need to make a plan at the same time too. Because we think that we are stronger than we are. We just say, oh, I'll just stop, whatever it is. Man, don't kid yourself. <laughs> You're not stronger than you think. Here's the plan. Towards making a plan, here's the plan. We need to make the habit difficult to do. Make the habit difficult to do. Uh, whenever I go and meet with these people or hang out with these people, bad things happen. Bad things happen, right? If I, I find whenever I go to this particular place that I make bad decisions, why is it that I drink myself into a drunken stupor whenever I go to the bar? I don't know. Don't go to the bar. Let's stay away from those things. Or maybe it's our emotions. Man, I know that whenever I'm around these people or these places or the holidays, that my emotions take me to a place that is not healthy for me. So maybe there's a way that I can reorient myself and not ha- not completely give myself to these emotions. And all of these are triggers. And we need to make the habit difficult for us to do. So avoid those things, avoid those people, avoid those places, and try and reorient your emotions. Proverbs chapter four verses fourteen and fifteen. <laughs> I read these. I read these verses, and it's just it just kind of punches you in the soul. He says this. Don't do as the wicked do, and don't follow the paths of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. Um, I hope it's not difficult to see what the author of these Proverbs is saying. Don't do what the wicked's doing. Don't do it. Don't follow the paths of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn around and keep moving. How many times does this guy have to say it in one, or I guess two verses? In two verses, don't do it, don't do it. If you think about it, don't do it, don't do it. But that's, that's kind of difficult to do. So we also need to surround yourself with the people that you want to be. Surround yourself with the people that you want to be. Uh, we, go to, we go to the gym for inspiration uh, because we sur- are surrounding ourselves with people that can push us and motivate us. (laughs) One of two things can happen. You can look at the beefcake that's over there just absolutely killing it and crushing it and be like, I will never be that. And so you can walk in the other direction or you can say, man, you know what? How did he get there? How did he get there? He surrounded himself with people that are close to him. He surrounded himself with people that he wanted to be like them. He wanted to be like that, right? So you surround yourself with gossipers, you become a gossiper. If you surround yourself with good people, godly people, people that you want to be, you become one of those. So we need to make the habit difficult to do, surround yourself with the people that you want to be, and we need to remove the action. Remove the action. Uh, how many of you guys hit the snooze button whenever, whenever the alarm goes off? Well, if you really want to wake up on time, maybe we remove the action of being able to press the snooze and you put your phone, your alarm clock away and across the room. Or maybe it's lustful images on a screen, right? So maybe if you're if you're trying to if you're trying to work past those things and conquer that particular habit, maybe that means we give someone passwords for those apps. We give somebody passwords, right? That that we can't get into our phones. We can't get into these particular apps without it having to go through somebody else. And let me tell you, if you're looking for ways to conquer those things, there's lots of apps and there's lots of resources uh, to be able to conquer those things. Uh, and so you may not be able to download apps. You may not even be able to have Safari, right? And if you keep breaking through all of those, maybe you just need a dummy phone. You need a phone that is just a flip phone where you can't access images or anything. And you'd be like, man, I could never, I could never give up my iPhone or my Android, whatever it is, my smartphone. I can never do that. Our soul is too important. And it's much more important and more valuable than a phone. I remember talking with a teenager whenever I was an intern uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And he said, man, I'm just struggling with this. And I said, man, get, get rid of your iPad. That was his problem. Get rid of your iPad. He said, dude, it was a gift. And it's like a lot of money. And I said, you are so much more valuable than this iPad. You are so much more valuable than this phone. Go get a dummy phone. And uh, he, he took my advice a little bit too far because he was like, man, you know what? I'm not gonna sell, I'm not gonna sell my iPad I'm getting, I'm getting rid of it. And I watched him take a hammer to it. And I was like, okay, that's pretty intense. But he was serious. He said, I don't, I don't want anything to get in the way. I don't want, I, and so he removed the action. There's no way that I can access that stuff because I'm removing it from my life. And the last one is that we need to have some perspective at the same time too. Think five years into the future, 10, 15 years into the future. Because many of us now are saying, man, I can't, like I I had no idea how much this would cost me. I had no idea how much that this would cost me. All of those small bad decisions led up to a point where I lost my family, I lost my friends, I lost all the things that were important to me. I lost my relationship with my kids because of the decisions that I made, the small decisions. I had no idea. And take advice from your older self, get some perspective. And many of us, as we're trying to tackle these bad habits and stuff, we say, man, I'm just, I'm too weak to break these things. I can't do it. I can't make it. I can't do those things. Anytime that I want, just like Paul, anytime that I run towards something that's right, I find myself in a place where I'm doing what's wrong. I can't do it, and I'm too weak. And I have something to say. Yes, you are too weak. And you can't do it on your own. If you you could do it on your own, you you already would have done it. That's why self-help books, as as good and good meaning as they are, you can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. That's why we need Christ's strength, because through him, we are made perfect. The Bible says that he will never let you be tempted more than you can bear, and he always provides a way out. Samson had to 56,250 steps in the wrong direction, and every step is an opportunity to stop. And just like small steps in the wrong direction can lead you to a place where you don't want to go, small disciplined steps in the direction of Christ leads us to a life of beauty, love, and grace. Small habits can lead us to Jesus. And just like there are case studies for those that have a slow descent into destruction, there's case studies for those that are inspiring too. Another Old Testament man named Daniel. You guys remember uh, his, his uh, run with the lions in the lion's den? Same guy. Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. It says this, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other, other administrators and high officers because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Uh, context aside, this is a man that uh, was an Israelite, but they all got conquered. Now he's working for a king, King Darius, right? And he's there and he's got a, other, other couple of Israelites that are working with, with this king and God has helped them get into these positions. And something about Daniel is pretty cool because he proves himself more capable than all the other administrat- administrators and high officers. And so the king places, he had plans to place him over the entire empire, right? So this guy is very distinguished, he's got exceptional qualities, and so this king is going to set him over the whole kingdom. And what made this guy stand out? Was it that he was a great leader, a great speaker? Well, there are those that hated his rise to power, and so they tricked the king into signing a law into place that forbid anybody from praying to anybody except for King Darius. And I encourage you guys to go and read this story in Daniel as well. So there's this law in place that you can't pray to anybody except for King Darius, but here's Daniel's response in Daniel 6 verse 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his window open towards Jerusalem and he prayed three times a day just as he had always done giving thanks to God. And look at those just as he had always done. This guy is living, living out a habit. As usual, in his upstairs, live, uh, upstairs room, just as he had always done. Now, it's easy for us to look at other people and envy the relationship that they have with the Almighty. I remember uh, this guy named Isaac Pinnell, uh, and he was one of those guys I just looked at, and I was like, dude, you have the life and the relationship with God that I want to have this is awesome. The way that he prayed, the passion that he had, the the devotion that he had to reading his Bible and to being in the scriptures and stuff. I wanted to be like this guy. I wanted to be like this guy. But it's because the small choices that he had made led him into, into a place where he's got the life that I want as well. These small choices in a direction that led him to Christ. So for us, that can be as simple as going to church. I'm going to go to church this morning. I'm going to wake up. What did Stephen say? I woke up, and I said, I didn't want to come, uh, and he had <laughs> responsibilities, so he's like, oh, gosh, I, gotta, I guess I got to come, but many of us, too. There's a decision that we all made this morning. said, you know what? I'm going to come to church, or you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to get on this morning. I don't have to get on. There could be lots of other things that I want to do. I could be cleaning the house or doing something else, but here I am, and I'm logged in and watching. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to tithe It's a small decision. I'm going to get into the word of God. I'm going to journal. I'm going to pray with my spouse or with my friends. Because there's a truth here. Nobody just stumbles into intimacy with God. Nobody just stumbles and, oh, wow, I've got a great relationship with God. I don't know how it happened. Nobody just stumbles into that. It takes time and it takes discipline. One small habit. Three times a day, Daniel stops to pray just as he had done before. So, number one, we need to choose one habit to start. So instead of choosing one habit to stop, we need to choose one habit to start. And it's better if it's not a big habit, right? (laughs) I'm going to read the whole Bible in a year. That's a big big goal. But that's why you divide it all out into days. But if that's too big, that's fine. How about this? What if you just read one verse? One verse a day. Make a goal. I'm not going to hit the snooze button. That's a good goal. It's small. It's manageable. Before I get on Instagram, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray with my kids before they go to bed. I'm going to write one note of gratitude a day. I'm going to make my bed every day. I'm going to have a reading plan with my kids. I'm going to eliminate soda, right? The small, it's better if it's not big, but we just need to choose one habit to start. And number two, we need to make a plan. So we have a plan to stop and a plan to start. So we need to, number one, make it obvious Make it obvious, okay? So if we're making a plan, this is number one. We need to make it obvious. Uh, if you want to become a taker of vitamins every day, I don't know how many of you guys take vitamins, uh, but if you want to become a taker of vitamins every day, you need to put the vitamins on your nightstand, somewhere that's right there, right there, right next to you. Why? You need to make it obvious. I wake up in the morning, and I grab my phone, and my, f- and my hand accidentally brushes the vitamins that I need to take that day. Hmm. Oh, I should take those. Right there. Make it obvious. Okay? Make it obvious. I want to read more. So every night after I make my bed, which I've already made a habit to do, I put the book that I'm going to read or the Bible on my pillow. I would have to physically pick up my Bible, move it onto the nightstand next to my vitamins, and say, I'm not going to do that. Get to bed and go to sleep. So you have to make a decision to say no besides not having to make the decision at all. If you want better mornings, maybe you set the clothes out the night before. Whatever it is, you make it obvious. The thing that you want to do, you make it obvious. But on top of making it obvious, number two, you make it easy. So make it obvious and make it easy. Read, with, read one verse. Don't, don't say, I'm going to read the entire book of Genesis tomorrow. Say, I'm going to read the first verse of Genesis, the first two, three verses of Genesis. And let it grow from there. Oh, I can do this. Get into the habit of reading three verses. I can do that. Sign up on your YouVersion app for the verse of the day. It will send the verse to you in your notifications and you just read it and say, huh, there you go. Get into the habit of actually reading those things. Make it easy, right? Grab your spouse's hand and thank them for one thing that day before, as you're going to sleep. It's not doing 100 push-ups starting January 1. It's starting with five, four. One push-up every night. And move forward from there. Start small and see what happens. And the last thing I need to make, I will do blank after I blank statements. I will do blank after I blank statements. What does that look like? I'm going to pray when I get in the shower. When I get in the shower, I'm going to pray. It's easy. Every time I get in the shower, I know I'm going to pray. After I drink my coffee, I'm going to read my Bible verse. After I drink my coffee, I'm going to drink my Bible verse. Okay? Once I get into my car, I thank God for one thing. As I turn the key in the ignition, I say, God, thank you for the breath of my lungs today. And then as you come back from work that day, God, thank you that I made it through one more day. God, help me to make it through tomorrow too. (laughs) After I get back from the bathroom at my office, I'm going to journal one line. Just one line. Obvious. Easy. And then you make the plan. After I do this, I will do this. When I do this, I will do this. These habits take a plan done consistently. A plan done consistently. And what small obedience, what small obedience will you start to oh, it's a question. I need a question mark. Guys, this we're making it. We're almost there. <laughs> what small obedience will you start today? Question mark. Because we need to be faithful in the small things because whenever we're faithful in the small things god trusts us with more things luke chapter 16 verse 10 says this one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much if i can be consistent i'll pray once once a day i'll read one bible verse i'll pray i'll pray that one time in the car i'll journal that one line if we're consistent and we're faithful with little we can move forward with more And God will grace us, move forward with more. As we finish up, guys, thank you so much, by the way. As we finish up, I want to remind us that our God is so much more than a habit. Our God, God, you you can make the spiritual disciplines habitual, and I want us to. I want us to have a plan to read more scripture. I want us to have a plan to pray more and develop that relationship. I want us to fast, and I, and, I, and I want us to pray with other people. I want us to do those things. But our God is so much more than just a habit in a box to be checked off. Our God is relational. And these habits, they're a means to an end because these habits produce Relationship. And you heard you fake it till you make it and be like, God, I, I don't feel like praying, but I'm going to do it because I know that the end result means that I can be closer with you. God, I don't want to read my, my scriptures, but I know, that, I know that if I do, that God, I can understand who you are. And if I understand who you are, I can understand who I am even better. And so I'll read that scripture. God, I'm going to journal out my thoughts. And I don't, it's just one line and I don't really want to do it, but whenever I do it, God, I begin to understand myself better because I put my thoughts out onto the paper. This isn't just a box to be checked. It's a relationship to be pursued. But successful relationships require planning and discipline, right? Do you want to, with your spouse, just have a roommate or have a partner that is growing with you in Christ? We need to date our spouses. We need to be students of our spouses. We need to pursue this relationship with our God in the same way that we pursue relationships, good, godly relationships with other people. So I'll close with this. Who knows what 22, 22 is going to bring us, right? Good or bad, quarantine or no quarantine, laws, vaccines, whatever it may be. Who knows what this thing is going to bring us? But we do have some say in the small decisions that we make every single day. Whatever is happening in this world, just like Chris said, we have a decision to make. Are we going to move forward or are we going to move back? Are we going to move in? God's plan or move away from God's plan. Thankfully, Jesus knows and knew that we are human, so he became one too. He knows that we make mistakes and that we choose the wrong paths and that we don't understand what we do. We don't understand ourselves. We do the things that we hate, but that's why he sent his son. That's why he sent his son. He sent his son to die and deliver us from the bondage of those paths and reorient our minds towards becoming more like him. The goal of our lives is not to develop good habits so that God can say, fantastic, you checked all the boxes. When we do these habits and die to ourselves in the same way that Christ died for us, We can live and end our lives looking more like Christ than ourselves. We can end our lives looking more like Christ and his son and his love and his grace and his mercy than looking like ourselves that just wants these bad paths and wants those things. So I pray that whatever habit you decide to break in 2022 and whatever habits and, and disciplines that you decide to grab onto in twenty two, I pray that it can be ones that lead us to the feet of our king because that's exactly where he wants us leads us to the feet of our king and here at flagstone I, I love I love you guys and I love this church because we're doing it together. We do this together and so here as we're pushing the things of the past to the side and pushing those things back and pursuing something better for ourselves, we don't have to do those things alone. We can do those things together. We flee those bad things and pursue the good things. We do those things with each other. That's what 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 says. We flee the bad things and pursue these good things, but we do it together. So don't do it alone. And if you need help, we're here for you. If there's some things that have really been hitting heavy in your heart, there's some things that you just feel like you really need to give up. Let's do that together. Feel free to come down to the front. We'll, we'll talk about what that looks like. We'll make a plan together to leave those things in the past and pursue something better. If that's too uncomfortable, we've got shepherds that are gonna be back here in the back corners that can talk to you as well or just shoot us an email or a text, whatever it is. We wanna do it together and we need each other. And thank God that Jesus meets us there with grace and mercy in the middle of all of it. Thank you guys for allowing me to be here with you guys today. And I hope that we can pursue something better in 2022. So, if that's something that you need, feel free to come forward as we stand and sing.
2: Lord I come
1: I
4: to brag on Brandon a little bit here because he wasn't totally truthful while he was up here. He said yesterday he found out he was going to be up here. It was last night at 630, guys. We were sitting around. I had just sat down to Chili's Big Mouth Burger, which I'm going to work on that this coming year. (laughs) But anyway, uh, the email came across. It said Marshall was a little under the weather. He thought he could make it happen, but uh, he was a little concerned about being around people. And uh, all the elders had an opportunity to step up, and we all just in text looked at each other and said "Uh uh-oh maybe we can just come together and sing and pray and have communion and we knew that would be better than nothing and Brandon just volunteered and said hey I got this I had forgotten he had spent the entire night before with the teenagers (laughs) but he did so everybody uh, if you get an opportunity just pat him on the back shake his hand whatever maybe even a hug but uh, Brandon thank you and you did well his concern is it was going to be a little short. You might also remind him it wasn't a little short, but <laughs> <laughs> we are glad you all made it here this morning. Uh, cold weather and all new year. Uh, it's good to see everybody and, and really and truly we did want to spend the time together just to be together and encourage each other and, and uh, come together and worship God. And so don't have a lot of announcements this morning um, other than there are several plans in the way. You've got the offering here online, um, and along the offering comment, um, you guys did great this year. We came in way over budget, and we know people have, you know, made sacrifices so that they can can give to the church, and we can do things with that, and we appreciate that, appreciate all you do. Let's pray. Hey, Father, we come to you now, and we we thank you for our time together here this morning. Father, we thank you for, for bringing Brandon to us. and and uh, just allowing him to um, let you channel um, his thoughts and his uh, comments. And, and Father, we, we know that he is um, seeking you and trying to, to build a better relationship with you each day and, and guiding our, our teenagers to do the same thing. And Father, we just thank you for using him. We thank you for him and sending him to us. And, and Father, we just thank you for this entire body. We thank you for Um, allowing us to come together and and pick each other up and encourage each other and we ask that you will use each one of us this coming year help us to to encourage each other and and be the the push in the right direction uh, rather than the wrong direction help us to to take the courage that we need to step up and and help each other or um, push somebody in the right direction and and father help each one of us to to draw closer to you help us to Form those habits and do those things that, that draw us to you, towards you, rather than than push us away. And, and Father, help us uh, daily with this task. And Father, we we know there are many in our congregation that are are sick and and, and suffering at this time, either through um, illness or loss of, of loved ones or or just loneliness or whatever it may be. And Father, we just ask you'll be with each one of them, help them to to make their needs known that we so that we can reach out and help them through this time, but Father, we ask also for those uh, that you'll be there for them, that you'll uh, heal them or, or take care of whatever needs they have, and Father, we, we just thank you so much for loving us as your children, we thank you for um, sending him to, to the earth so that he can, can be the sacrifice, so that we can come to you and, and lay all things at your feet, and Father, we just ask that you'll help us to do that. And we thank you for all that you do. We come to you in Christ's name. Amen.
2: You know, I was listening to Brandon, and I think, I think we had the same trainer uh, back in the day. You know, I used to look like Brandon. And, uh, you know, they said uh, to work out and eat seven peanut butter sandwiches a day. Well, I, I stuck to my plan. And I ate seven peanut butter sandwiches a day. And I'm still eating them. Brandon, look what you could look like. (laughs) My doctor, Dr. Music's probably sitting back there thinking, you need to stop eating those seven peanut butter. (laughs) Hey, thanks for coming today. Uh, I hope everybody is off to a great new year. Let's stand as we close this morning. My life's in you. My strength's in you. My hope's in you.
1: My life's in you, my strength's in you.